Learn how to build your faith in God's Word and live a life of 100% victory 100% of the time. As you listen to the Senior Pastor, Davis Christian Center, Pastor Kingsley Okunkwo, and expect God's Word to work for you. Come on, give the Lord a big shout this morning. Celebrate our King. We love you, Lord. We are so honored to be in your presence. We are honored to be your children. Your love is just too much. Thank you for being such a good God. Thank you for being such a dependable God. Thank you because your thoughts towards us are thoughts of good. We give you all the glory. We give you all the praise. We declare October blessed. We declare Nigeria blessed. We declare that we are blessed. In the name of Jesus. Come on, give the Lord a big praise this morning. Woo! Hallelujah. Amen, amen. Please take your seat. Glory to God. Let me tell you about pink and blue. Ask your neighbor, are you pink or are you blue? Hallelujah. Amen, amen, amen. So first of all, happy... So first of all, happy independence to everybody that's a Nigerian here. Praise God. Amen, amen. We are blessed, amen. We will not let Nigeria's own disturb our own. We are blessed. And because of us, Nigeria will be blessed. In Jesus' name. Okay, so we're starting a new series today titled Pink and Blue. Um, it's, um, it's, a, it's our marriage series, so... Um, interestingly, a lot of people that know me from outside church, they think that in my church, every Sunday I preach about marriage. That's what they think. So they always tell me that, ah, that church, people talk about I say, that's not what I do. I'm just popular for it, but it's not what we preach every Sunday. So it's only once in a month, once in a year, we take a whole month where we focus, just like other series we do, where we focus on marriage and homes. So this is that month, October month, hallelujah. So we're focusing on marriages this month. And the theme for this one is, for this month, is pink and blue. And um, why pink and blue? Very simple, because we are majoring on the differences between men and women. All right? So, um, women represents the pink, men represents the blue. And you see, pink and blue together is purple. Purple is the color of royalty. Purple is literally what they can call the color of God. It's the color of royalty. It's the color of kingship. And we have only one king, have you? Hallelujah. That is why it's a man and a woman that represents the image of God. Man alone does not. Woman alone does not. It's the man and the woman together that actually represents the image of God. When the Bible said God made them in his image, he now said male and female made he them. So together we represent God's image. That is why, um, <laughs> that is why that, that's what makes marriage beautiful. That's what makes marriage beautiful. It is when we come together that we actually get the full force and the full benefit of what God invested in mankind. It's when we come together. That's why God says it's not good for man to be alone. You see, before that time, everything God had made, God said it was good, it was good. He made the style, it was good. He made the fish, it was good. He made the water, it was good. But when he came to man, he said it's not good that this man should be alone. That when he gets somebody, when they are together, they will maximize the true potentials that they have. Fuel on its own is good, but it's not great. Fire on its own is good. When you mix fuel and fire, you will see fire. <laughs> you will see real explosion. Do you get what I'm saying? That's how it works. That, that, when, 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 when they come together, there's a big explosion that now represents the real idea of what God wants to do. Amen. And I also want you to note that even though this might be fun and enjoyment, but for me, it's not really about enjoyment. There is what we are trying to address. You see, Satan, Satan has always had one goal in this life. It's just to attack everything God is doing. That's, he doesn't have anything he's doing with his own life. Do you get what I'm saying? Satan is very interesting. He has nothing to do with his own life. All he does, I don't know, there are even some human beings that are like that. They just wait, they, they are, all their life is built around what somebody else is doing. Do you know people like that? They are, they are just monitoring on that person and it's peppering them. Say, why, why, why is he going? Why, why is he dressing like that? Why is he talking like that? That's all they do with their life. That's how Satan is. Satan has no dream or goals for his own life. He focuses on just monitoring whatever God is doing and God is saying. So if God says, uh, man is like this, he will come and say, has God really said so? Is it really true? 
And that's what they did to Eve. When God told them, don't eat this fruit. The first thing Satan said is, has God really said you should not eat it? Is somebody getting what I'm saying? He challenges God. When Jesus came, that's the first thing he asked Jesus. If you be the son of God. You see, they just finished baptizing Jesus. And the voice came from heaven. This is my beloved son. Next thing Satan appeared. Are you really the son of God? He challenges everything God says. Okay? So, when I'm doing pink and blue, it's not for fun. It's because there is a major attack or a major campaign of Satan to confuse mankind. Major, major campaign. Some of you have no clue. In, in, in the Western world now, the madness has reached crazy level. Because now, they even say when you give birth to a child, they even write male or female. Leave it blank. When the child grows, it will choose. Ah, Madness. So, when, when I'm doing pink and blue, it's not for fun. We're, we're coming back to what God's original plan is. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? Ah, haven't you noticed the increase of Barbie dolls in Nigeria? Some of you don't know what Barbie dolls is. Look at me, you don't even have a clue what I'm saying. Barbie dolls is those men that dress like women and live like women. That they have, they do everything like women. I don't, I don't, I don't mention names, but we have some popular ones. It's risky. I don't just mention, you know... It's risky for me to just mention names. Why, why are you laughing? I don't understand this church. I'm just trying not to. <laughs> but it's risky. But, 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 but it's risky. You understand? I, I'm trying not to mention names. That's what I'm trying to do. <laughs> so, okay, so, so, but there has been an increase. And to you, to you, it's just fun fair. No. No, it's not fun fair. Satan is very systematic and strategic. Very, very systematic and what? Strategic. If he attacks something as basic as man and woman, bringing confusion. There's big gender confusion today. Do you know, <laughs> I was in a seminar two weeks or so ago online for four hours, and the seminar was, was around, you know, gender confusion. And there's, there's a large number of therapists now. What they do, once you come to their office and say, I'm, I'm a man, but I'm feeling like a woman, they will just start say go and start taking hormones and go and do surgery. So they will just start pumping hormones into you. You will be feeling more like the opposite sex, which you want to be. Then they will do surgery for you. And they say after those people do those things, they all most times regret it. So they have, in, it, confusion is going on. That's what I'm saying. When you see where the Bible said a man should not wear what pertains to a woman, a woman should not wear pertains to a man, it wasn't uh, trousers and jeans God was talking about. God has no business with your trousers and jeans. What God was talking about was this kind of thing where people get confused as to who they really are. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? So, for us as Pink and Blue, we're not just having fun. We're actually laying the foundation because there is a big battle over our family. Confusion. And there are even some Christians supporting this satanic agenda. They don't even, because they are clueless. They think it's innocent. It's letting people do what they like. It's not innocent. Satan knows what is attacking. Are you here, somebody? So, understanding the pink and blue is one of the biggest truths that we need to push. Understanding that men and women are different. A lot of our frustration in this life is because people are pushing the agenda that men and women are not different. <laughs> they are, so, you see, feminists too are pushing their own. The real dictionary definition of feminism is a good thing. All of us are even feminists. All of us should be feminists. The real dictionary definition. But we have long passed that dictionary one. Right now, they are pushing, you know, that men and women must be equal. Men and women must be the same. It has moved beyond the real meaning of it. Is somebody getting this? And it is causing more frustration for everybody. Men and women can never be the same. Men and women can never be the same. They were not created to be the same, and they will never be the same. Are you here, somebody? So, feminists also are pushing their own agenda. Um, culture, too, they are pushing different agenda. Have you noticed the amount, how much more people are becoming single moms that would even know who the parents are, the father is? The father is totally hidden totally hidden. And these are popular people. You see, what Satan does, once he can raise popular people, popular people will spread the gospel more than anything. Spread their own gospel, you know what I mean. 
Is somebody getting what I'm saying? So there are loads and loads of young women today that are brandishing and ceremony, celebrating being single moms. Somebody said, but what's the big deal? Is it not, look, I'm not against anything. I don't hate anybody. I'm just trying to show you that there is repercussion for everything we do. People think, see, God has done his own. From now on, anything you do, you will reap. The, for instance, God did not make screens. He did not make phones. Not that phones are bad, but the more we all go digital and keep watching phones, it will affect many people's eyesight. Because our eyes were not created in the first place for screens. So check anybody that's into optometry or whatever. They will tell you that the, there is a great increase in eye problems. Because children now, from the day they are born, are watching screens till the day they die. So glasses, if you're into glasses, you'll make money now. That has nothing to do with God. That's just human beings creating things and they will reap the repercussion of it. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. Not that it's bad or good, it's just the reality. So if we have more people branding being single moms, more people will think it's okay to be single. Because in those, in those in days of our parents, it's something people run away from because society didn't permit it. But you see, once society begins to celebrate it, and we're not judging people, we're just trying to explain. Once community celebrates it, the challenge is that the way family was designed, it was supposed to be a man and a woman. If only a man raises a child, that child will not be balanced. If only a woman raises a child, that child will not be balanced. It's just statistics prove this thing, so it's not my opinion. Because there's what a man contributes to a child, and there's what a woman contributes to a child. That's why I said the two together is what brings God's perfect idea. You must get this, guys. So this is not about judging anybody. I'm just teaching you the, there will be repercussion. That's what I'm telling you. There will be repercussion for the culture we are developing. We can't run from it. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? So all these things are affecting the outcome. So let's go back to the original design. Deuteronomy 2 at 32. I'll start from there. Deuteronomy 32 from verse 3 and 4. Um, I don't know if it's NIV you give me. Check NIV, let me see. Okay, go, go back to King James. Go back to King James. Okay, it said, because I will publish the name of the Lord. It says, do what? It said, I ascribe what? Greatness unto our God. Guys, don't miss this. This is important. It says, I ascribe greatness unto our God. Next verse. It said, he is what? The rock. <laughs> he is the rock. Now, look at the next sentence. What does it say? Come on, say it again. Say it one more time. His work is what? Perfect. Because the world is trying to perfect what has been perfected. The only thing you can do to what is perfected is to make it imperfect. You can't perfect it more than it's already perfected. I know somebody's getting what I'm saying. His work is already perfect. He said, for all his ways are what? Judgment. DJ, give me an um, amplified at this point, if you can. He said, all his ways are judgments. Yes, this is what I like. He said, this, the rock, his work is perfect. All his ways are what? Just. Because many people, in fact, the feminists, their whole campaign is built on the fact that the way God arranged things is not just. Why must women submit to men? Are we less than men? He said, for his ways are just. A God of faithfulness. Without what? Iniquity or injustice. This is important for everything we're doing this month. Just. You see how many times just is mentioned in this verse? Because that's the argument. He said, just and upright is he. Everything God has designed is perfect and it is just. There's no role or thing he has asked you to do that makes you inferior or less. The assumption people have is that the way this marriage thing no favor us or this, you know, this whole principles are not working. Why should women uh, submit? And why should men be the head? What if the head, the man is not smarter? Every time you see things like that, you must try to first understand the concept. God is balanced. He's never unjust. He's never unfair. Are you getting what I'm saying? He's never unfair. That's why they say he's just. 
He's perfect. He's never unfair. You might not have understood or practiced what he's saying, but never, never, you know, doubt his principles. There's nothing God will ask you to do that is unjust. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? Many people think so. Oh, why would God say? <laughs> Go and check every scripture. Where God will say things like, children, honor your father and your mother. He will also say, you parents, make sure you don't provoke your children. That's, that's God. It's balanced. If it was parents that wrote that scripture, they won't add that part. You see, that's why when they quote it, they never add that part. You see, it's human beings that distort the truth. Never God. That's a good point to clap if you're clapping. <laughs> Every imperfection or injustice you see is never from God's end. It's always an interpretation issue. Never from God's end. So you will see God tell parents and um, um, tell children, you honor your parents. Say, parents, you make sure you do not provoke your kids. Don't become excessive. Know where your limits are. Are you here, somebody? You will see where they say, you employees, make sure you honor your employers. And he will go right ahead and also say, employers, make sure you are fair to your employees. God is always just. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? God will never take sides with anyone. That's why, that's why he says, ascribe greatness to him. Once you submit to him and to his principles, he's always looking out for your good. Everything he says is just. So when they say things like, wives, submit to your husband. And husbands, you be the head. It's not an unfair principle. You just have not understood the principle. And of course, like I told you, everybody manipulates the principle to favor them. And that's how life is. Doctors never go on strike for teachers. Have you ever seen doctors say, we're on strike? Why? Pay teachers more. Have you seen that before? No. Doctors go on strike for doctors. And teachers need to go on strike for teachers. Pastors should go on strike for pastors. <laughs> Are you getting what I'm saying? So, the differences are there. But it's the design is perfect. The design is perfect. It's not unjust. Everything that looks like God is asking you to do something, he's also asking the other person to do something else. It's never unjust. It's very important. Because this will be the foundation of everything we're going to share. So that at any point in time, you will never think God is unjust. Next thing we want us to read. Genesis 1.27. Genesis 1.27. Today's intro, that's why I have to lay all this foundation. We'll take it off from there once the foundation is laid. First Corinthians, I mean, yes, um, Genesis 27 verse, um, 127, sorry. It says, so God created man in what? So when, when you see man like this, like I told you, these are, a lot of things are translation, lost in translation for many people because we are reading the Bible in English. When the Bible was written, it was not written in English. It was in Hebrew, Greek, and all that. So in the original context, what this is saying is that when God created mankind, okay, that's what the man there means. Is somebody getting this? Okay? So they say when God created mankind, I mean, God created in, in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Talking to the kind of mankind. He said male and what? Female created he them. So the image of God is not male. The image of God is not female. The image of God is mankind. Which is male and female together. Very important. Go to... Um, Genesis 5, same thing, verse 2. Genesis 5, 2. It says, male and female did what? Created he them and did what? Blessed them and called their name what? Adam. Adam means mankind. He called their name Adam. In the day when they were created, he saw them as one. That is what brings the perfect image of God, man and woman. And that's what makes marriage beautiful. That's why Satan hates marriage. He attacked the first marriage. You see, when, when it was only Adam walking about, Satan didn't appear. The moment marriage appeared, they now look like God. He probably didn't recognize Adam alone. The moment Eve came and they became one, he finally knew that, wow, this is the image of God. If I can attack God, I can attack his image. He appeared. Immediately they got married. First thing that happened in chapter 3 verse 1. The serpent appeared. 
this is why Satan hates marriages. He still hates marriages today. And those of you that are married, you must protect your marriage. Those of you that are planning to get married, you must enter it with that understanding of what you are entering. You are bringing the image of God upon the earth. Are you here, somebody? So we're going to be looking at the differences. Remember, he said he made them male and female. He didn't make them male and male. He didn't make them female and female. They are different. If they are not different, then they are not necessary. Why would you make two of the same thing? If they were not different, they won't be necessary. It's male and female. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? Male and female. Male and female. It's Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. <laughs> because today, even some people that are even supposed to be Christians are saying it's okay for men and men to marry. It's okay for women and women to marry. To, if men and women marry, they can never be fruitful. If you look at Genesis 1:27, the moment he made them men and and female, they said verse 28 is that he said, be fruitful. That was the next thing that he said. They can't be fruitful if they are male and male. And all the things we are going to look at in terms of differences, they will be covered by scripture, covered by science, covered by statistics. Because are, I even see Christians who, that argue these things. Christians, confused because of what the world is doing. That's why I will show you Bible exp, um, um, concepts, scriptures, science, and both statistics. Everything agrees with this concept that men and women are, this, are, are, are different. Hallelujah. So he made them male and female. In fact, the whole, the material he even made them from are different. There's nothing the same about the man and the woman. We are so different. I can stand here and give you at least a hundred differences. There are over a thousand. But I can stand here off the top of my head and give you a hundred differences between a man and a woman. There are so many. So many. So, 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 so many. He, God did it like that. Even the, I don't even know how God expected us to even live together and marry. Because we are so different. This is why the understanding of these things we are sharing this month is important. Because ordinarily marriages will not work. Without this understanding, marriages will not work. And even when it looks like it's working, it will be full of frustration for many people. And that's what's going on in the world today. Because two different beings are together and they, don't, they have not understood themselves. They're just pursuing life. The thing that means happiness to a man is not what means happiness to a woman. And if two people that have different goals are playing a game, who will win? The, 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 goal, the, the, the goal is different for two of us. What spells happiness for a man is different from what spells happiness to a woman. The reason a man wants money is different from why a woman wants money. So it looks like money is the goal, but you see, the reason for that goal is different. So it's going to be harder to, for both of us to find joint happiness. What happens in most marriages is that if one person is happy, the other person is not. If the one, this one is happy, this person is not. It takes understanding that we are different for both of us to be able to achieve happiness together. I don't know if you're getting what I'm saying. <laughs> this is very powerful, guys. So, even the raw materials we are made from, I'll go into all this from next week. I'm just touching it on the surface today. Even the raw materials we are made from, man came from dust. A woman came from the rib. The raw materials, even from the beginning, is different. Are you here, somebody? Even the Hebrew words that they use for make for man is a different word from the one they use for make for woman. So even the process of manufacturing was different. The one for man is like when you mix mud. The one for woman is like when an artist builds something. That's why women always come with shape. Men are shapeless. <laughs> Hallelujah. There, 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 there are thousands of differences. Don't let anybody fool you. So you know what's happening? Culture is pushing. It's pushing women to try to be like men. And you see, women are interesting beings. Women, you are very interesting. You are made to be influenced. Women, this is why you must protect yourself. You are made to be influenced. Men are not created to be influenced like women are. I'll give you scripture, like I said, I'll give you scripture, science, statistics for most of the things I'll share. 
Women are created to be influenced. Men are not created to be influenced. So what happens is that women get their motivation from outside in. Men get their own from inside out. So women are influenced. Men are inspired. So women, this is why you can be telling your husband something a hundred times. He's not hearing. And one day he will just come and tell you, ah, I, I think we should do this thing. And you'll be like, are you okay? I've been telling you this. You know why? Men don't hear from this ear. This ear is designed. Most women know this already. Women don't hear from here. You can tell him something a million times he's not hearing because this is ear is designed. It's not hearing one thing you're saying. He has to be inspired. So women, don't under, women hardly understand it because they hear from their own ear. This is why wherever there is teaching or preaching, there are more women there because women like to sit still while I instill. <laughs> women are okay with it. Women learn from their ears. Men learn from their eyes. This is why if you raise a son without a father, he will not know what being a father is about. No matter how much you tell him, he needs to see. So this is why I say the single parent thing, you need to understand what Satan is after. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? Women are largely influenced. That's why if you even go to creation, there are so many differences. I'm just even freestyling. If you even go to creation, see what they said. He said, I'll make Adam a help meet. Not help mate. We, people always misquote it and say help mate. It's not help mate. It's help meet. Meet is M-E-E-T. That word means a helper that is suitable and adaptable. Women, one of the major things God gave you as you come is adaptability. Ay, ay, ay. And many of you don't realize it. You are incredibly adaptable. I'm going to be having a meeting with the single ladies this month. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> For the mainland, it's October 17th, I mean. Island of Tobacco 16. If you're a single lady and if you're any single lady, don't miss it. Make sure you're here. I'll, I'll be explaining some things to you. One of the gifts God gave is adaptability. But the world is always confusing you to be rigid. You are not rigid. You are flexible. Everything about you is flexible. This is why a human being can come out of you. You have incredible elasticity. When they made you, they made you with adaptability. Said, so I'll give, give him a helper that is suitable and adaptable. This is why when kidnappers raid a city or raid a town, they kill men, they don't kill women. Women can adapt. They can convert all the women to a different religion. They don't bother to kill them. But they kill the men because the man, no matter how much you convert him, he's like a goat. That thing he wants to do is still what he will do. So no need to be changing it, just kill him. But the women, armed robbers have wives. Kidnappers have wives. And that same kidnapper's wife that is a faithful kidnapper's wife. If she divorces that man and marries a pastor, she'll become a Mijio. The same person. <laughs> Kidnappers have wives. All the people you are worried about, they have wives. And those wives are good wives. I'm telling you. Because women are adaptable by nature. This is why, don't let people paint a... Oh, there are so many things. Single ladies, don't miss the one. Let me not go into your own message now. So, you are adaptable. You are flexible. Men, on the other hand, are very rigid. Very, very rigid. See, a corporate people have started learning it. Corporate people have started learning it now. That's why you've noticed a lot of bank MDs are women now. They've started learning the concept. It's better. Women are better managers any day, any time. If a man rises to a certain point, he starts to dream of doing his own. But women can stay with you and manage yours. So they've known that. It's better to put the women up there. A man wants to start this one. Men always cherish freedom. That's why if you are going to accommodate a man in what you are doing, you must give him freedom. If you don't give him freedom, he will leave and go and find freedom. So the way you manage a top executive male is not the way you manage a top executive female. Their interests are different. The things they, they classify as goalposts are different. Understanding this is help you whether incorporate or anywhere. Understanding is different. Women are better managers than men are. Are you getting what I'm saying? Let's leave that one. So, um, he said women are adaptable, they are flexible. They are influenced from outside. 
That's why I say, woman, be careful what you hear. You are infl- The Bible said it that Eve was deceived, but Adam disobeyed. Adam was not deceived. You see, Eve was deceived. She was influenced from the outside. Adam was not deceived. Is there, DJ, can you find that scripture for me? Adam was not deceived. It was Eve that was deceived. Adam disobeyed. He, he did it by himself, willingly. Not because he believed that story. But Eve was influenced. She was deceived. That is why women today are propositioned by toasting. You influence. DJ, I don't know if you can find it. Yes, yeah, look at it. It says, first of all, it's before. It said, and it was not Adam who was what? Deceived. But who? The woman who, who was what? Deceived and deluded and what? Fell. She was influenced. Adam was not deceived. Adam disobeyed. Are you here, somebody? Mm. Okay. So let me major on the, the difference I will talk about for this service. All this was intro. The difference I talk about for this service is in Ephesians 5. So you will see that there's nowhere in scripture God talks to male and female the same. Especially as regarding marriage. Nowhere in scripture. That's why I don't know how somebody is a Christian therapist or a Christian counselor and is confused about men and women being different. That's counseling 101. You can't even start to counsel if you can't appreciate the difference between men and women. There's nowhere in the Bible God gave the same instruction for men and women in marriage. Nowhere. Everywhere God talks to men and women in marriage, he's always telling them different things. Different things. Let's see it. Ephesians 5. Start from verse 22. Because this one always causes arguments. I don't know if I have time to go into it. Okay, go to verse 20. I mean 21, sorry. Go to verse 21. Verse 21 causes, some of them use for argument. They said, submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of the Lord. So they, they want to bring this to marriage. This scripture, if you read from verse 1, was, is not connected to marriage. This scripture is talking about the body of Christ. Talking about all of us as believers, we should submit ourselves one to another in the fear of the Lord. Do you get this? So what they mean here is general as believers, we should be cautious of the other person. If choir people come to lead and say, can we stand? You must submit yourselves to them. Do you understand this? So it's talking about general believer relationship. That's what this one is. This is not marriage. How do I know? See the next verse. What was the first word there? I can't hear you. What's the first word there? So this is clear that I'm speaking to a specific people here. The other one, they said, submit yourselves one to another. That has nothing to do with marriage. That's everybody. Now they move to marriage. They mentioned who they are talking to. Who are they talking to here? I can't hear you. Who are they talking to here? Are they talking to women generally? Are they talking to women generally? Who are they specifically talking to? Wives. So, in life, men are not superior to women. At all. I don't know where people got this from. Men are not superior to women at all. Men and women are the same in life. They are both heirs of the grace of God. They are equal. But when it comes to marriage, there is a structure. It doesn't even mean they are not equal in marriage. It just means they are different roles. It's like a football match, a football team. The goalkeeper says he wants to go, go and score. Do you get what I'm saying? It's, it's not the, there's a system that protects all of us. There, that's why there is a striker. The striker is the scorer. There is a defender. He defends. There is a goalkeeper. He keeps the goal. Now, there are situations that will arise that the goalkeeper will go and score. But when that has happened, there is an understanding that the situation really demands that and somebody is covering for him or her while he's going. Do you get this, guys? But to come and say, there are no roles in the football field. Everybody play any place you like. This is what feminists are trying to tell us. Now, no roles. We are awful players. We are all equal in playing. Everybody go and play. If we do that, there will be confusion on the field. Because you see the defender, the striker, and the midfielder, and everybody in, in the front trying to score. Is somebody catching what I'm saying? So who are they talking to here? Wives. They say, wives, submit yourselves unto your own husband as unto the Lord. Some people even read next verse. Just said, hey! They've come. Why must we be the one? Just <laughs> Women are largely influenced. So when those feminists and co start to talk, they begin to push you. Remember that a feminist can never love you like God. Remember, 
A feminist did not create anything. Most feminists are just upset. I'm not talking about dictionary definition of feminism. You understand what I'm saying now? I mean those people that are upset. They are just upset. They are projecting their anger. Go and check it. There is no woman that has a real loving father that will come and tell you not to submit to a man. No woman. Any woman telling you not to submit yourself to a man either had a bad father experience or had a bad relationship or husband experience. There's no woman that is being loved right and being taken care of. Hey, my things are jamming. Do you know? <laughs> yes. Yes. Do you know a woman's number one need is to be taken care of? That's number one need. That's why no matter how rich a woman is, if you give her money or you give her things or you take care of her, she still appreciates it, no matter how rich she is. The things she buys with her own money are not as sweet as the things somebody buys for her. No matter how rich she is. No matter how rich she is. It's all in the scripture. It's all there. But you see, nobody... Re- because women get emotional, they get angry. They didn't finish reading the chapter. Once they saw submit, they say, Hey! You want to kill us? Why must we submit? These men are useless. No. Remember the first scripture we read is that God is just. There is no injustice in him. Not one. He's very fair. Very balanced. He won't support men. He won't support women. He supports marriage. So let's go back. He said, wife, submit yourself to who? Your own. Not to all husbands. Not to any husband. Not to the husband passing in your office. He says, to what? Your own husband. and submit is not a bad word it's not a bad thing it's not you see the problem is that because as humans we have again manipulated and scattered God's original plan the word submit looks bad but let's look at the word submit do you know as you have come into church you have submitted to many people from the people that greeted you at the door you submitted to them to the guy that directed you where to park you submitted to them. To the people that directed you where to sit, you submitted them. For the person that says, stand, let's pray. Sit, let's sit. Listen, stand up, go out. You've been submitting all day. So you are not adverse to submission. Submission is not your problem. Your problem is the person you are submitting to. You are not adverse to submission at all. If you are in a country, you submit. I suppose people leave Nigeria to go to Canada. There's still a president in Canada. The difference is that you have more faith in the will or the plan of that president there over your own president. Do you get what I'm saying? That's the reason. You have more faith. Because you will still pay a higher tax where you're going. They still have their own rules and regulations. It's just that you have faith that those rules and regulations are for your good. That's the only difference, in fact, technically, Nigeria is easier to live in. Because Nigeria, you can even start a business without registering it. And making billions. Nobody even knows you. And you put your money inside on that table self. Nobody, no tax, no nothing. So it's even easier to live here. But, you go to where there is a lot of rules. Because the issue is not submission. It's not submission you hate. It's the husband you chose that you have issue with. And we will address him. Don't worry. But I need you to understand that the word submission is not bad. What is sub- the reason why submission is threatening you is because... If you, let, 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 let's read it, DJ. Let's read it. He said, wife, submit yourself to your own husbands. For the husband is the head of the wife. He said, even as Christ is the head of the body. See the words that threaten women. Head. Why is it my head? See, you are not bothered about head. If you understand what biblically being the head means. Look at what it says, DJ. You have left. He said, even as Christ is what? See the last line. And what? I, you don't like Savior? Is there anybody that doesn't like Savior? Savior is good. So you are seeing the word head, meaning that you are inferior. No, you are not. The Bible is clear that he that must be head among you, let him serve. You see what God is saying? God is saying, let your husband serve you. Is there any woman here that doesn't like their husband to serve them? So why are you fighting? You are picking out words, allowing feminists to confuse you about those words. God is just. 
the biblical pattern and standard is perfect. God is simply saying, submit to the man and let the... God is saying, allow the man take care of you, in short. Paraphrased, all that scripture is saying, allow the man take care of you. Women, when you go to a salon, and there are three hairdressers. In fact, there are five salons on the streets. Women, you pick one, Abby. You would have researched and find out, how is the salon? Is it nice? Is it clean? Are the girls neat? Are the girls nice? So you, you look at all those things. You pick one. These are the same way you pick husband. Many people are proposing to you, you pick one. Then you enter the salon, there are three girls making hair there. You check their hand. See, this one, her hand too strong. This other one, I don't know how women see these details. Men don't see details at all. Say, this one, she's not neat. So you pick one that you want to make your hair. Because you've seen other people's hair she has made. The moment you pick that one, you must start submitting to her. That's all they're saying in marriage. The reason you're submitting to her gladfully is that you know she's going to make you look beautiful. That's all marriage is. That's it. You pick a man that is going to make you look beautiful. When I have time to talk about, talk to the men in the second service, I'll talk about that. Because, men, that's your job, to make your wife look beautiful. It's there. It's in the same scripture. But you see, feminists won't allow you to read the whole thing. They won't. They will confuse you at the first one. So when you pick that hairdresser, you start to submit. You ask her, when should I come? She'll say, come by two. If you're late, you're gone. Two on the dot. <laughs> She's younger than you, but you gladly submit. Two, you're, before two, you're packing your things. I must not miss my appointment. She'll say, when you're coming, bring so-and-so relaxer. We don't have here. You must bring that one. <laughs> yes, ma. She's giving you some, and you are submitting gladly. So it's not submission you hate. Then you come there. she say, stand, sit down here. <laughs> say, if you are bored, read magazine. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> I'm coming, oh, let me finish this client. Yes, ma'am. Then she finished, say, stand, come this side, let me wash your hair. <laughs> sit down, turn, bend your head back. <laughs> you are submitting. Say, stay in the dryer. It's peppering you, but stay there. <laughs> I'm coming to touch your hair. After I touch it, then I'll come and retouch it. You are submitting. You know why? Because she's going to make you look beautiful. That's all God was saying. He's not saying you are inferior. He's not saying you can't make decisions. He's not saying you can't bring suggestions. But he's saying, look, if you marry a man in the first place that also understands his own role, his own role is simple too. They said, take care of that woman. Love her. That's all. If he loves you, it is okay to submit. I'll read one verse and I'll close. I'll continue the next service. Ephesians 5. The last verse in NIV. Wow. Ephesians 5. Last verse in NIV. I think that's three. In NIV version. He's, he said, however, they summarized the whole thing. However, each one of you must also what? Love his wife as he loves himself. And the wife must what? You know, I've seen people, I've seen some people say, this is a respect issue. It's a cultural issue. Is this culture now? Is this, which village is this now? <laughs> Be careful of internet uh, therapists. Most of them are not rooted. Or what they are rooted in is, is emotion. Don't take my own word for it. This is the Bible. The Holy Bible. Remember I said his ways are perfect. His ways are just. I didn't write this. So for Buddha said, who told you a man's need is respect? Jesus said so. God said so. God told me. That's who told me. When you create your own people, tell me your own. When you create your own universe, tell me how it's supposed to be run. But God, the almighty God that created human beings and created marriage, see what he said. I would rather take God's advice any day. Than your own advice. His ways are perfect. Your own ways are confused. He said, however, each one of you, talking about men, love his wife. So a woman's major need is love. That's what I said to take, be taken care of. Because men don't understand when you say love. Men think love means single romance. No. What love means is take care of me. Anything I need. For some women, they need romance. Some women, other women need provision. Some other women need loyalty. Stay in one place. I'll talk to the men in the next service. 
So a woman's number one need is care, which is which we call love. Take care of me. It doesn't mean she can't walk. Oh, there are too many things jamming in my head. Listen, this is why women are frustrated in this world. Because we are making them walk to take care of themselves. A woman should walk because she enjoys what she's doing. Not to take care of herself. I'm telling you. <laughs> listen. <laughs> listen, guys, listen. And men, men, don't panic yet. Listen, once you line up with God, listen. Yes. Once you line up with God, he will help you fulfill what you should fulfill. Many men are still, once you agree that, look, I'm going to marry my wife and I'm going to make sure she can walk anytime she wants to walk, not because she has to walk. And a woman must not be made to walk the same hours as men. This is what feminists is making women miss. Because I say we must be equal. Listen, a man's goalpost is work. It's not the same for a woman. A woman's goalpost is not work. So there are many frustrated, successful women. They are successful, but they are frustrated. Because some of the most important parts... See, too many things. Why would God give you a womb and give you a breast if it's not for something? It's not confusion. It's not mistake. It's not like, oh, great, it's just me. There was just a hole inside a woman. Hey, see hole, bre- womb. No. It was intentional. You were created for your function. This mic was created like this because this is the best way it can function. The speaker is on top. The handle is down. It's created strong. If a human being can create this speaker, I mean this microphone with such accuracy, why do you think God made men and women and is confused about what they should do? You, your whole fabrication was created for your function. So, there is a part of a woman that doesn't feel as fulfilled until she has a family together. So, even they interviewed a lot of those successful women that are successful in the corporate world. They say one of their biggest regrets is that they keep having a feeling that they are not giving attention to their family. So, this, like I told you, everything I'll tell you today is scripture, science, and stats. So, all the women shouting, we are big CEO. Their only challenge in life is that they always feel, I'm not spending enough time with my kids. I'm not spending enough time in family. Because the goalpost for a woman is not the same as for a goalpost for a man. The more women drag to be like men, is the men that get happier. Because you want to walk like men, Abby. Men will use you like men. A man can stay in the office of morning tonight and be fulfilled. A woman that does that will not be fulfilled. Because there's a part of her that yearns for relationship and connection. It was created so. Which, these are things I will show you. So this is why the goalpost is not the same. We must never try to put everybody in the same box. They are not the same. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? This is why, this is why men will leave one city to another city. They will leave their family in one city to go and work in another city. Most women will leave their work in one city to go and stay with their family in another city. And Satan is breaking homes because once the man gets a job in so-and-so city, They've told the woman, you two must get to stay on your own job. So she, she has to stay in her job in that city. Once the man moves to that city, you know, Abuja Portacot. <laughs> Once the man moves to that city, other girls will rise to take care of that man. That's, see, we can't fight some things because our ideology was wrong from beginning. So the woman is holding a job, but she's crying every day that her marriage is broken. She can leave that job and go and stay in a marriage. Um, she's adaptable. And if the man too understands, you know, this, that's why this understanding is important. So that both of you can work together as a team. What happens is that everybody's chasing their own individual goal. The man's goal is just work. He doesn't understand the need for the woman too to be fulfilled in terms of marriage. So he doesn't care. Just approach yourself, go and stay in Canada. Because of money. They abandon your family. So many homes are broken. I'm a counselor, so I'm telling you. Many homes are scattered, but we have money. And it's usually when you have money, you now discover that money doesn't solve everything. When you don't have it, you don't know. You think money is God. When you have it, you now find out that the, most, the saddest people in this world have money. Depressed people have money. Are you here, somebody? 
Were you blessed this morning? Come on. Give the Lord a good praise. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Lord, we thank you. Glory to God. So Ephesians 5.33 says, See that you love your wives. Wives, see that you respect your husband. So I'll, I'll continue from there in the second service. Can we lift our hands? Say, Father, I understand your will right now. I understand your plan for mankind. That our coming together is important. Understanding that we are different is important. Understanding that there's a purpose and a will. Why you brought us together. To represent your image. Until we come together in harmony. We're not representing exactly your, your original plan. Father, give me understanding to understand that my wife is different. Or my husband is different. Or that my fiancé is different. My fiancé is different. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We'll do it right. We'll do it the way it pleases you. We'll do it your way. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Come on, pray for yourself. Pray for your family. You guys will walk in better understanding. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We give you praise this morning. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Please, as all heads are bowed, all heads be bowed. Please, if you are in this service today and you are not born again, please, can I pray with you quickly? All heads be bowed. If you are here and you have not given your life to Jesus, please, can I have the honor tonight of leading you to Jesus Christ? Can you raise your hand wherever you are? You know you are not born again. You want to say, Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my heart to Jesus. Raise your hand wherever you are. Raise your hand above your head. Quickly, quickly. Anybody like that here today? You are not born again and you want to give your life to Jesus. Anybody? 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 God bless you. God bless you. Any other person? Any other person? You want to give your life to Jesus today? Raise your hand. Raise your hand. Raise your hand. Raise your hand. All right. If your hand is raised up, please put your hand on your chest. Yes. Say after me, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. I accept you today as my Lord and Savior. Thank you for saving me. Thank you because I'm born again. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. Come on, give the Lord a big hand. We know you've been blessed by this message. To order a copy of this message or any of our messages, you can call us on 080-777-14411 or 080-777-14412 or you can visit our website on www.davidschristiancenter.org David's Christian Center, home of victorious people.